Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Nick Wright of the new show starting September 5th on FS1. First things first with Nick Wright and Chris Carter. And you are listening to The Jake Brown Show. And welcome to The Jake Brown Show on CBS Radio's Play. iTunes and Spotify. Friend of the program joins us after... The Warriors wrap up the series in five. Nick Wright of FS1, First Things First with Chris Carter. And Nick Wright is coming out September 5th. Make sure you catch that the first week of the NFL season. Nick, uh, well, first off, I mean, have you checked Twitter uh, in the last 12 hours? Uh, I mean, I've checked Twitter. I haven't checked my mentions too much. I got a pretty good idea of what. Hey, though, I got a nice preview of that after game three of the finals when the Warriors, when the Cavs ended up blowing the lead in the final uh, three minutes of that game. So I've got a pretty good idea of what people are saying to me. Probably none of it's too nice. All right, break down here what happened. I mean, obviously LeBron averaged a triple-double, the first player in NBA Finals history to do that. Uh, but KD's was making just, I mean, his field goal percentage was insane, and he averaged over... 30 and obviously well-deserved finals MVP. Tell us uh, what happened in this series. Well, I mean, the the fact of the matter is that a couple things. One is, and you touched on it, Durant was brilliant. I mean, flat-out brilliant. I think he played LeBron as closely as I've seen someone play him in the finals in the last six years. I think objectively and clearly LeBron was the best player on the court, but damn, Kevin Durant was close. And usually guys are not close. So that happened. And then the other things that happened is that the Cavs simply didn't have a big margin of error, not nearly as big a margin of error as I thought they would. And they not winning a game they should have won in game three, that ended the series. I mean, that, that was the moment that this series died because they win that game, we're going back to Cleveland for game six, and then we'll see. But the listen, Andre Iguodala – was really, really good when I didn't think he would be. I thought midway through the season it was pretty clear Andre Iguodala was washed up. He, he was very good in the series. Steph Curry, game four notwithstanding, played very well. And Klay Thompson was excellent defensively. You add to that the fact that the Cavs every game could only really rely on Bron plus one. They didn't get many games where they had the full, except for game four, where everyone played well. And that's how the Warriors end up winning in five. Does this put things in perspective in terms of the Warriors right now or if everything stays together, a dynasty? I mean, this team is already minus 200 in Vegas, the highest odds uh, of all time going into the next season. Does this make you think like, hey, maybe the Warriors will win another two or three finals here? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not prepared to say that because what we've seen is Going to consecutive NBA Finals, going to three straight NBA Finals, once you do that, the wear and tear of the long seasons comes back to haunt you. And so 
I, I understand if people don't want to hear me be skeptical of the Warriors because I've been so clearly and obviously wrong about the Warriors. But if you remove teams that have had LeBron James on them, no one, no team has made more than three straight finals since the Celtics in the 80s. Jordan never did it. Kobe and Shaq never did it. I'm not talking about winning three straight, just making three straight finals. So I, the, my point is, is that not that the Warriors won't make the finals next year, not that they shouldn't be the favorites, but the people are like, oh, okay, just write off the next four or five years of the NBA. I, I think that I disregards a few things that matter. Fatigue, that added likelihood of injury when you're playing 100 games a season, and whether, like, everyone... What happens to guys as far as when you're Clay Thompson right now? Don't you, I, I think Clay Thompson believes he's one of the ten best basketball players in the world. Mm-hmm. And when he was not necessary for them to win a championship, I wonder how that sits with him long term as well. Nick Wright joining us. You were cutting in, in and out a little bit there, um, but uh, we're we're still with Nick Wright of FS1. Um, uh, LeBron James, obviously you've been supporting him and, and a big supporter on Twitter of him, and people came at you and have still continue to come at you. Do you, do you enjoy and kind of bask in that um, as as being, in I guess as a wrestling term, the heel here where people uh, people want to say, oh, he's a dick rider for LeBron, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what is your take on just uh, the people on Twitter like that? I mean – no, I don't. I don't take pride in people like disliking me. I the and I'm not and I'm not out there to be a contrarian. I the thing is this. I would very early on in this basketball season, I said two. I would say two things that almost no one was saying. One of them right now looks ridiculous. One of them right now looks more correct than it's ever looked. So let's break them both down. The first one was. The Warriors should not have gotten Kevin Durant. They should have stuck with the team last year. That's the one that right now looks silly. Yeah. But there's a reason I said last year's team was the best basketball team I had ever seen. They were one Steph miss and one Kyrie make away from having the greatest two-year stretch in the history of the sport. And so, yeah, I thought it made sense for them to just bring it all back. I thought they were bringing in too much of an unknown quantity by reshaping the roster to bring in Durant. Right now we saw Durant in the finals, and that looks silly. So, like, i got to own that. But the other one was that LeBron is the greatest basketball player ever. And I don't know how anyone can watch what happened in these playoffs and this NBA finals and believe there's ever been someone better at basketball than LeBron. The same people that are talking about how wildly talented this Warriors team is, and and they're correct, this team is wildly talented, maybe the best collection of talent we've seen in the league, those same people have to recognize that when LeBron was on the court, the Cavs played them dead even in these finals. And that same team that LeBron has, when LeBron rested, the Cavs got run off the court in these finals. So, like, listen, I, I watch an enormous amount of NBA and I'm not afraid to share my opinions with people. If that makes people dislike, like, want to take shots on Twitter, like, I, I can't be concerned with that. Is there any way you can differentiate kind of the most talented player ever all around, which we can say is LeBron, and then the greatest of all time, which people would say is Jordan? Because, I mean, you do have to look at the fact that Jordan was 6-0 and in the finals and LeBron now is 3-5. and 
Yeah, I the I can differentiate things, but I not the way you're differentiating them. I can differentiate the most accomplished and the greatest. Like the most I think a lot of people believe Jim Brown is the greatest football player ever. Hmm. In no metric is he even the most accomplished the, the most accomplished running back ever. Like the most accomplished running back is Emmett Smith. I don't know that anyone thinks Emmett Smith is the greatest running back ever. Michael Jordan and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Bill Russell are the most accomplished basketball players ever. But that doesn't change the fact about who is the best, who is who is better at the sport than anyone ever. And to me, I we now have six consecutive finals where LeBron James was clearly the best player on either team. No one else has ever approached that even by two or three finals, or by by a factor of two, like, I, I know what I'm seeing, and I watch Jordan. And so the people can bring up the 6-0, and oh, that's fine, I get it. That is, that is a team, and that is an accomplishment thing. That's not about who's better. Do, do, you, um, do you think that, because I think I did, and I think a lot of people did, do you think we slept on Kevin Durant a little bit? I think the injuries combined with the fact he was surrounded by stars and he didn't put up incredible numbers in the regular season. Do you think we all slept on the fact that this is probably the second best player behind uh, LeBron? Well, I mean, I, I can't speak for other people. I've been calling him the second best player in the world for four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the rare, with the brief exception of about four months of last season when it seemed like Steph Curry had solved basketball. Uh, I th- No, I mean, Kevin Durant is clearly the second best player in the world. And in, I, you can argue, in most other eras, he would be the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. It's just he's in an era with the greatest player ever. Like, no, Durant's brilliant. One thing that maybe I did sleep on, but I think I don't think I was sleeping on it as much as he just hadn't developed it as much. He turned into a force of nature defensively, starting in the Western Conference Finals last year, and that's something that elevated his game to a totally new level. Like, I think there is an enormous gap between LeBron and Durant. I think there is almost as big of a gap between Durant and whomever you think the third best player in the league is, whether you think it's Russ or Harden or Kawhi or Steph or CP3, whomever whomever your guy is. Uh, I think there's two big gaps between one and two and between two and everybody else. Yeah, and I think part of it, Nick, is the, the razzle-dazzle of Steph Curry and the constant top ten highlight reel of Curry made us sleep a little bit on Durant and forget, hey, the real best player on that team is Durant and not Curry. And especially with the last two years, what Curry has done and, and being a consistent guy who could pull up from 35 and uh, he's taking, breaking the internet and breaking Twitter essentially made us sleep a little bit on him. Well, and but the, the biggest knock on Steph compared to the other very, very best players in the world is you what you don't have with those guys is on the defensive end, the other team actively seeking them out to Mm -hmm. try to get them to have to play on the ball defense because they're a liability. You'd never do that to LeBron. You'd never do that to Durant. You'd never do that to Kawhi. You wouldn't even do it to Harden because Harden's a big enough and strong enough body, and I don't see people doing it to Russ. I don't see people doing it to CP3. That That is the real the real knock on him that prevents him from being one of the two best players in the world. 
Nick Wright joining us. First things first, coming on FS1 with Chris Carter and Nick Wright on September 5th. You got to knock LeBron for one thing, Nick, and, and that's the fact that after the game, LeBron James had the audacity to, de- audacity to say that he's never been part of a super team. Now, that is the most BS statement that I've ever heard. Well, what's a, I mean, give me the, give me the full, like, what's to you, what's a super team? I mean, him, Wade, and Bosch was a super team. Okay, so that's the th- so so the Celtics with KG Pierce and Ray Allen were a super team. Um, I I guess I mean KG was towards the end of his career, but I, no, 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 not when they got him. When they got him, KG was one of the three best players in the world. Yeah, I don't know if I, I mean, cons- constitute Rondo as a, as a member of a big three though, because his all no. his offensive game, he's a liability. But Rondo wasn't. I'm talking about KG Pierce Ray Allen. Oh. Uh. In the very beginning, like it, let me put it like this: if if those Celtics were a super team, mm-hmm. then absolutely LeBron's Heat were a super team, and the Bulls with Jordan, Pippen, and Rodman were a super team, and the Celtics with Magic, Kareem, Worthy were a super team. I'm sorry, the Lakers. You know what I mean. And the, the, then there's been a bunch of super teams. I think LeBron's argument it would appear to be. There's only ever been one super team, and it's the one in Golden State right now. Like, the, the, LeBron's never been a part of a team like Golden State, a team that had three All-NBA players and added a fourth. If, if to be a super team you need four all-timers, then he hasn't. If to be a super team you need three all-timers, then he has. It was his first two years in Miami. But, that, but he's not, by the way, he's not a part of a super team right now. No, but you can't say that Miami team was not. I mean, they were they were stars. I mean, Wade was in the height of his career, sure. and Chris Bosh was in the height of his career. You can't like the fact that he had this to say that he says yes, the Warriors super team, but I've never been a part of one. It seems to me like a little bit of sour grapes on his end after a loss because that's that's foolish to say that. Well, I mean, the if the I think I conceded the point that if. If, if you only need three all-time greats or three great players, I don't know if Bosch is all-time great, he's a Hall of Famer, but you know what I mean, mm-hmm. three three top 15 guys in the league to be a super team, then sure, LeBron's been a part of a super team. Okay. Yeah, I, that honestly pissed me off, and I know a lot of people uh, were pissed about that because I, some people will say that he started it. Um, you're right in the in the fact you could you could say worthy Magic Kareem. I mean, that's obviously three Hall of Famers right there. Well, I mean, he didn't start it. I mean, mm-hmm. the the – there, if we're talking about three Hall of Famers, is what constitutes a super team. Then there have been super teams in this league for 35, 40 years. Mm-hmm. Like the, the 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 idea that LeBron started it, that one all reject. But if we're but whether or not he's been a part of a super team, sure. Is your flight to Cleveland non-refundable? <laughs> what uh, it is, I can. I don't get the money back, but I can use that money to a different trip. Uh, like, I fly southwest almost everywhere. I've lived in L.A. for a year with my family in Houston, and so I've flown back to Houston every single weekend uh, for a year, or, you know, nine out of ten weekends uh, for a year. And so I'm like a super elite A-list member on southwest, so I can use that money elsewhere, but I don't get the money back. Nick Wright of FS1 joining us. Have you have you figured out where you are you going on a nice little vacation? What what's the plan? I am actually. I am right now moving my house or moving my stuff out of my house in Houston. I'll be so that'll go to my new home in New York. 
I then will be in Los Angeles for a week to do some work there at the end of the month. And then the first 10 days of July leading up to the MLB All-Star Game, I will be out of the country at an undisclosed location with my wife and three children before my son heads off to college. An island far, far away from uh, from the Somewhere. Twitter sphere. <laughs> Somewhere far away from Twitter is correct. Yeah, mean tweets with Nick Wright. Some of these are some of these are kind of funny. I, I have to admit, um, someone I guess photoshopped a picture breaking news: Nick Wright hospitalized. Notorious. Oh, bron- I saw that one. My wife showed me that one. Uh, th- no, there's a lot of memes of me out there. But what are you gonna do? Listen, I don't. I I got to own all this. Like, I, I've been the guy saying the Cavs are going to win the title, write it in stone, and I don't do a lot to maybe soften the blow when the moment the game ends, uh, my one tweet is hashtag Cavs in nine. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I understand that it's going to be coming my way. I just don't care that much. Yeah. some I mean, some of these, you have a picture of Kevin Durant, LeBron's. Uh, record. The, the, I guess the one people love is the one of you with like it's blurry around you. Um, is you know? that like a SpongeBob SquarePants thing? <laughs> I, I think it is. There's I think like it some is. Yeah. SpongeBob meme that I've become associated with. I don't totally get it. My son can explain it. Yeah, it says you right now, and then there's if LeBron told me to put a blob down his throat, I mean, didn't ever turn dick away from the greatest of all big, time. Listen, there there is an odd subculture of NBA Twitter that is really obsessed with, how do I put this, with genitals and mouths of (laughs) analysts that they don't like. Like, I, I I have corners of NFL Twitter that don't like me. I certainly have corners of political Twitter that don't like me. But there is, there is never as much as how do you talk with LeBron's bleep in your mouth that I that I get from other other it is and Dragonfly Jones mentioned this as well because he also has, gets a lot of the same thing from NBA Twitter. It's a weird development, but whatever. Does it ever bother you? Like some people, I mean, it might get to them. I feel like you just get so many it that it's just whatever. It used to bother me a lot. Yeah. It used to when I was first starting in the business, first getting on Twitter. It, I used to compulsively check my mentions. It used to bother me a lot. Uh, I I can't say it doesn't ever get aggravating. But it doesn't. The, I'll tell you this. The only thing that bothers me at this point is like some people have found my wife's Instagram page mm-hmm. and they will like talk trash to me in the comments of her pictures. That She's, I think yeah. is. That's is over the top. <laughs> but the stuff to me, nah, like it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, once you get the family involved, it's like you got to get a life at that point. That's just right. uncalled for. Nick Wright, first things first, coming September 5th on FS1. Looking forward to the show and Nick uh, when you get to New York I'll make sure to uh, take you to the best New York pizza place in town for sure what is that it's in Queens it's by City Field I go to uh, Gruen loves when I take pictures of it uh, it's, because, called, it's, uh, it. it's called Amore it's called, oh it's not Sbarro no I'm just messing with you. <laughs> don't <laughs> give right, me yeah, that that's I'm, the tourist I'm, spot <laughs> I know I'm just messing with you I'm looking forward to it thank you man alright Nick take care later bro Bye. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.